Let's get on to the episode. A big thank you to Shazies who are sponsoring today's episode. I'm stoked to be working with Shazies because they make investing easy, accessible and inclusive for everyone, regardless of how much PTO you have. There's no minimal investment, so you can get started with whatever you can afford. Plus, there's no jargon, lots of brands to choose from. They even give you tools to learn if you're just starting out on your investing journey. You can download the app or check them out today at www.sharesies.nz. I will be sharing a special offer for you at the end of the episode too. <clears throat> Let's get on to it. So, today's episode is about different investing strategies, but it might first be helpful to decide on why you are investing at all. A general rule of thumb with investing is that to earn more, you need to risk more. Putting money in the bank is pretty low risk, but that lower risk typically comes with a low interest rate. Investing in shares generally pays a higher return over the long term than putting money in the bank. But there's also a higher likelihood that your shares will lose some or all of their value. It may be tempting to just stick your money in a savings account. After all, you know that you can get whatever you need and you'll get paid a steady but reliable low interest rate. This could be good, um, a good approach if you're intending on using the money soon. But, you know, things like an emergency fund, for example. But if you're saving for the long term, you might feel comfortable with taking on a little bit more risk. Over the long run, taking more risk will likely give you higher returns. So, how do we do this? Step one, learn what's out there. There are two main ways to invest through sharesies. You can buy shares in specific companies or you can invest in funds. When you invest in a fund, your money is pulled together with other investors' monies, other investors' money to buy into a basket of investments like shares in companies, bonds, property, or even just savings accounts. Investing in funds helps you to diversify by spreading your money across lots of different things, while investing in companies lets you fine-tune your portfolio to your specific goals. You can spread your investments across as many companies and funds as you like. Step number two, make sure that you are comfortable. While it's true that you can get higher returns by taking on more risk, you need to also invest in a way that you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with taking risks, you are more likely to panic and sell when your investment drops in value. This would leave you worse off than before. So a good way to find out what kind of investor you are is to take this quiz created by Sorted. I'll put the link in the description. It'll give you an idea of how much risk you are comfortable with. Number three, choose the investments that are right for you. Once you've figured the type of investor you are, take a look at sharesies and find out some things that match your appetite for risk. If you understand the investment and have a higher appetite for risk, you might decide to go with something more volatile or higher risk. If you're more cautious, you might choose to invest in something lower risk. Remember that each investment is just a part of your overall portfolio, so be sure to think about what that bigger picture looks like as you add parts to it. Once you make this investment, what's the big picture going to look like? 
Is that going to change? If so, are you comfortable with how things look after this investment? It's all about what you're comfortable with. If you invest in things you are comfortable with, you are probably going to be more likely to stick with it. And the more you invest, the more comfortable you will get with the rollercoaster ride of the markets and be more likely to invest in that more risky returning stuff later on. So, step number four, choose an amount and get going. Okay, so now that you've finished the basics of investing and what you want to invest in, it's time to get started. One option is to choose an amount per week, fortnight or whatever works for you and just transfer that to Sharesies on a regular basis. Choose an affordable amount that's right for you. Make it high enough to make a difference, but low enough that you don't constantly raid your Sharesies account when you want to go out for coffee, beers or anything else that would be tempting enough for you to hit the withdrawal button. Could be $20, could be $500, totally dependent on how much you make. Step five, reassess every now and then. It's tempting to sit and forget, but you don't want to completely forget. As you get more comfortable with investing, your tolerance for risk may increase or decrease. Your income may change or you may want decide to change your spending habits. All these things flow into the amount you invest and what you invest in. So set a reminder to check up every few months. Make sure you are happy with your investments and make changes as you need. Let's start with some basics like simple terms, simple returns. These are exactly what they sound like, a percentage return you will make on your investment. If you put $100 into a bank account that pays a 3% interest rate each year, you'll get $3 at the end of the year. That $3 is your simple return. Easy. Going compound. Now that you have $3, you have a decision to make. You can leave that $3 in the bank or you can take it out and buy an ice cream or something. If you take your $3 out, then wait another year, you'll have another $3 in interest. That interest comes out from your original $100 deposit, earning $3 again. So, what if we left the interest in the account? So, if we left it in there, this would change things. You would start the second year with 103 in the bank. At the end of that year, you would have $106.09. $100 of that money you deposited in the first place. $3 you made in the first year, $3 in the second year, and you get a $0.09 cents in interest on that $3 you made in the first year. That extra $0.09 cents is your compound interest. In other words, that is interest on your interest. $0.09 cents doesn't sound like much. You're probably wondering, like, why are we excited about this? But over time, that $0.09 cents really starts to grow. Because that was just the first two years. In the third year, you earn interest on your deposit, plus interest on the interest you earned in the first year, plus interest on the interest you earned in your second year. In the fourth year, you earn interest on your deposit again, plus interest on the interest you earned in the first year, plus interest on the interest you earned in your second year, plus interest on the interest you earned in your third year, and so on and so forth. It's kind of like planting a garden. If you planted something from a seed, after a while you'd have a little plant, which would drop more seeds. If one of those seeds started growing, you'd have, you'd then have two plants. 
end of which would drop more seeds. Then you'd have four plants and four more seeds. Compound interest is a lot slower than this, but the principle is the same. In fact, if you left your $100 in the bank for 30 years, you'd have $242 in total, including $142 in interest. That's $90 in interest on top of your original $100, plus another $52 in compound interest. That's more than half of your interest, again, just for leaving your money in a bank for a while. So if I'm deciding on investment, I like to think about a few things. One, ROI, how much money will I get out of it? Two, values, ethics. Is it good for my people? What are the flow and effects of this? Three, does it align with my strategy? There are some basic investing ideas which you should remember. Firstly, diversification. Just like a shape has length, width, and depth, your investments can have different dimensions as well. Here are a few key ones to get you thinking. The number of things you invest in, for example, lots of investments, one investment, or somewhere in between. Geography. Are you investing your money in companies in New Zealand and some of your money in companies overseas? Sector. A group of companies in the same general sector, for example, the mining sector. Be investing your money in different sectors so that you are reducing risk of big changes in one specific sector um, affecting your portfolio. The kind of investment, also known as asset class. Is it a share? Is it a bond? Is it a cash deposit? The investing strategy I use is dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging is when you regularly invest the same amount in a particular investment, regardless of the share price. This means that when the price is high, you'll purchase fewer shares, and when the price is low, you'll purchase more. This strategy aims to average out your cost per share over time, rather than catching the market at a specific high or low point. For example, say you want to buy some shares in a company. They might cost you $2.40 per share today, $2.50 next month, and $2.20 the month after that. If you'd invested $100 each month, you'd have 127.12 shares with an average price of $2.36 per share. But if you'd purchased all $300, with at today's price of $2.40, then you would only have 125 shares. Sometimes you might make small gains, like in this example, and other times you might make small losses. The idea is that the dollar cost averaging strategy can help to average out the price you pay for your shares along the way. So why would we use dollar cost averaging? You don't need time in the market. I mean, sorry, you do need time in the market, guys, but you don't need to time the market. It can be tricky to know if you're going to get a good price for your shares. Even the pros struggle. But since dollar cost averaging aims to average out the amount you pay for your shares over time, there's less riding on your you purchasing your shares at a specific point in time. Number two, you don't need a lot of money. With dollar cost averaging, you don't need a lump sum of cash to get started. Instead, you can invest more affordable chunks of money regularly. That might add up to a large amount over time. Number three, it's an easy strategy to stick to. Dollar cost averaging can help you invest with confidence and make investing a habit. After you've settled on an investment, all you need to decide is how much and how often you want to invest. Then you can use your investing strategy to help you average out the ups and downs of the market over time. Are there any trade-offs? Like everything to do with investing, you're not guaranteed positive returns through dollar cost averaging, and you can lose the money you start with. If you're investing 
journey starts with a lump sum of money that's ready to invest, one thing worth considering is if there's any benefit to investing the full amount right off the bat instead of spreading your investment over a longer period of time. This is because generally the earlier you start investing, the longer your investment horizon can be. But not everyone has the risk appetite to invest a lump sum of money all at once. And that's fair. In this case, investing through dollar cost averaging could be a way to build your confidence and grow your portfolio at the same time. One way to put dollar cost averaging into practice through Sharesies is with auto-invest. Just pick an order, the amount you want to regularly invest and how often. Then auto-invest will place the orders for you. Alternatively, setting up an AP to land in your Sharesies wallet on a regular basis can help you stick to your own personalised dollar cost averaging strategy. So, thank you for, t- for listening in on today's episode. I have all the relevant links and information in the description, which will help you to get started with investing. We have a very special offer for the Māori Millionaire community today. If you'd like to try Sharesies, you can use the promo code PUTIA, P-U-T-E-A, for a $10 kickstart into your account. To sign up, download the app or head to www.sharesies.nz. Investing involves risk, you aren't guaranteed to make money, and you might lose the money you started with. T's and C's and fees apply. Check out the podcast description for more information. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening in on today's episode. Hope everyone has a great rest of the day. Um, Ngā mihi nui.